Hello. Hello, everyone. I am Judah Bernard with the Rise Creating a Voice podcast. We are here on our Tuesday night, just celebrating Tuesday in such a way of what is important to you. As I forestated, I am the wisdom dialoguer and the motivational warrior of the Rise Creating a Voice and the dialogue coach, just looking to find out what is important to you. What are the importance in your life? That is a good thing. As we come live here, we want to thank, welcome and thank you for joining in. A couple of housekeeping rules. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We are here every Tuesday night, same time. Our last show for season five will be March 29, 2022. And don't forget to use on the line here, heart features, and we will love interaction so ask to come up on and be a speaker in the session so you can speak so what is important to you and this is the topic of the century we have about two more shows and we'll be on to season six i don't know who's excited about season six but i am excited about season six because it will have a lot of things going in there we got a lot of things going in season six and i'm glad that we're coming to Position on season six. So we're going to move right in. We got a lot of cheering in the background and things like that. But we want to keep going. I want to start off with what is the actual meaning of important? So I looked it up in the Webster's Dictionary and it says of great significance or value, likely to have a profound effect on success, survival, or well being. So I think that is a good start to our thing. We want to welcome on the stage. We have our co-host, Stephen Martin. Come on board and give them an introduction. And tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, how's it going, everyone? How you doing, Judah? I'm well. Good. Well, everyone who is new here, for those of you who don't know me, the big part of something I've tried to stress having come on this show is that I consider myself an average Joe. What I mean by saying that is I think of myself just like anybody else, just like yourself, anybody else listening in. We are all more or less here just trying to learn from each other and figure out what we can do best actively today and tomorrow and every day moving forward to be the better version of ourselves. Um, as far as today's talks are concerned, like Jude already said, we're going to be talking about what's important to us and what that means and uh, started off already by giving us a pretty great understanding about what important means on paper. Uh, but we're going to be spending a lot of the show going over what that means to each person individually, what that might mean to you as an audience and what we believe uh, you should consider as hosts here for the show in the near future. 
I like that because I think what I have to understand that those important things to me might not be those same things to someone else. And that's the difference between us all. We sometimes just get into our own little bubble and say, well, I want to be like this person or that person. But I tell people what's exactly important to you. I know the important thing to me in my life starting off, and I can say number one would be my health. My health is important because basically it's about me living and living a healthy life. But then again, sometimes we do some things that not does not make our health so well. So we must understand that I have to decrease those negatives if that my health is that important to me. So my thing is, yes, we can decrease it, but sometimes things get in our way. But how do we make it more important so that we can succeed at being healthy versus flatlining at being healthy. So I think that's why I want people to understand. If you're saying something is important, that means you have set a value to say, that is something that I really live for. So sometimes we need to look at those things that we think that are important to us. And are they really important? So do I treat my health as important? Yes, I do. What are some of the things I do to increase my health and being important. Um, not drinking. Um, I don't smoke. Um, I make sure I walk. I drink water daily. Things like that that can improve my health. And also it makes me think how important that I'm being in my life and being present and being health. What about you, Stephen? So for me, uh, like you said, it's going to mean different things for different people, but at least for learning how to prioritize what's important and what that means to me, I've had to go about physically writing down on the whiteboard things that are important so I don't forget or put them you know, in the back of my mind or put them to the side until it's too late to address them. And normally what I do each morning when I wake up is I look at this bulletin board and it holds me accountable because once I've read that bulletin board and I see all the things I have to do, if not for the day, but for the month or for the year, all these things help me remember that I need to prioritize these things. And I've looked at them. I've seen them on the whiteboard. I can't deny that I know these things need to be addressed. And when it comes down to the simple things in life, like eating better and hydrating and treating your body better and exercising and doing things for yourself that matter, sometimes you have to go about writing down simple things. Like if you realize that you've been forgetting to brush your teeth regularly and you drink a lot of coffee and you're noticing that your teeth are starting to yellow and you want to go about bettering your teeth and making your teeth healthier and whiter, and that's something that you want to achieve. You want to have a whiter, prettier smile. Something you're going to have to remember is that after you've had meals, you need to brush your teeth. And if, even if you don't plan on having a meal, it's probably within your better interest to brush your teeth two to three times a day, especially if you've been doing damage to your gums and to your teeth already. Mm -hmm. But to a lot of people to have to write down something as simple as brush your teeth especially when you get on in your years and you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s or older, you don't want to have to remind yourself about something that even you yourself consider so simple. 
but the importance of holding yourself accountable and making it a day-to-day -day thing is that if you know you don't drink enough water, writing down a reminder to make yourself drink water more helps. If you need to set an alarm on your phone three times a day to remember to have three meals a day, that little task helps. So it's about finding what's important, whether it's big or small, and not thinking yourself too good or too old or beyond doing something to better yourself. Even something as simple as brushing your teeth a little bit more consistently. So you have to find, again, what's important to you, and that might be different to everybody else, but all the same, we all know better than anyone else what's important to us as an individual and what we need to prioritize and what we haven't been prioritizing. And I like the way you put that because it gets importance gets ranked in some ways, but then again, it ranks out different for everyone. So I think as an exercise today, we should definitely homework is what is important to you in your life. Let's go write down what's important because sometimes we don't. And I like how you state, stated that, Stephen, that we need to write it down sometimes. I'm a visual person. I have a lot of my important things on my whiteboard too as well because you know, they may, I may forget them. But then again, I have the option of erasing them and charting them down in the importance they may um, um, stand in that day. Because sometimes we lose important things in other ways. I know another important thing for me is my peace. Um, and I want to explain what that means. And I'm just saying peace because sometimes we are in, uh, interrupted by a lot of things. And what does that mean? Interrupted by a lot of things being that sometimes um, our job can get in our way of our peace. Our different, just different things in life can get in our way of peace. But the thing is now that I know what I know, that peace, I have to set boundaries to get that peace. People have to understand that that's important to me. It's peace in my life. My whole caveat that I do now is no chaos, no confusion. That's my practice now. You must honor my practice because if you bring chaos and confusion, I'm already telling you that's a no for me. So I want to maintain my peace. That's one thing that I have started practicing and I'm going to continue practicing. Um, I want to give a shout out to my friend Carl Buster because he actually sent me a sweatshirt that said no stress no drama, no confusion. And I like that because the thing is, that's why I want to continue to live my life. No stress, no drama, and no confusion. We can set boundaries to the things that are important to our lives. I protect, personally protect those things that are important in my life. How, how did you like that one? <laughs> Stephen? How did I like that one? No, <laughs> as far as, as prioritizing things, again, it's important to stress that that's going to mean different things to different people. But a good point Judah makes is that without that peace of mind, there's little to nothing you can really address 100%. And something I admit to myself on a daily basis is that I have levels of peace and 
what I would like to say is that I always achieve 100% peace. The reality is each day is its own battle and dictates in some ways, and as well as I dictate, that level of peace that I keep. And a lot of what peace is to people is, again, a personal thing. For me, peace is a lot of things. Did I sleep well? Have I eaten well? Are the people I care about in good health and in good life? You know, do I have my responsibilities taken care of? Are my bills paid for in advance? A lot of the things which that linger in the back of my mind and allow me peace are sometimes also the things that we, which that keep me from my peace. And uh, that's, again, something to consider because just like a paper cut or just like getting, uh, you know, a blister or not a blister, a splinter in your finger. You can go about your day and let's say you have an office job, all your job is typing, making emails, but that blister, that paper cut, no matter how small it might be, it takes away from the quality of your work and from the quality of your day and from the quality of your time because it's something that's bothering you. It's something that's lingering in the background. And it might not be devastating. It might not send you to the hospital. It's just a splinter. It's just a paper cut. But the thing about our peace is that it comes at different paces and it comes at different levels. And the better at peace that we are, the better we perform at life. So it's important to find what your peace is. And like Judah said, protect it. Whatever you got to do to protect it, do so. Because if you're the most optimal version of yourself, you and the people around you benefit from it. So all in all, keeping your peace can mean a lot of different things to some people. Some will say it could be as simple as eating, being healthy, and having all the things that they want taken care of, like food in the fridge, family in good health, and their bills paid for in advance. For other people, it can mean leaving toxic relationships, whether they be with family, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, the latter, it really comes down to understanding yourself in its purest form, what is important to me. And once you single that out, protect that. If what's important to you is financial peace, then protect your job, protect your income, protect your investments, and save for a rainy day. If your peace is your health, then exercise. Cut out bad habits like drinking and smoking cigarettes. Do more to eat healthy as best you can. If your peace is your family, doing well and being good health, then be a mentor, be a crutch, be something that they can use for support, whether it's mentally, financially, verbally, whatever it might be. Protect the things that bring you peace. And again, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But until you inspect yourself and really look deep as to the bare minimum of what's important to you and all the way up from there, you're never really going to know how to have almost 100% peace. And I think that's ultimately what most of us are working for is 100% peace. I want to say like by the time I'm retired, whenever that may be, and I'd like it to be sooner than later, I'd like to be at a level of peace that predominates the majority of any woes or concerns or worries I might have. And that's the idea, to have peace. And I think that's a big part of anything that we're trying to teach here. 
is how to find peace, happiness, and overall aspiration for living a better life on this show. Thank you for that. And I think I just want to name out some of the some of the things that people might think. So I, if we continue to look at the number one things that we want as important in our lives, and this is something I'm throwing some out there. You can put them in chat um, and tell us what your importance. And that's what we can do. And our live studio audience, go ahead and put in the chat. Which, what are your, what important to you? I'm going to call out a few while we're waiting in the chat for that. So health could be one, family, friends, purpose, freedom, peace, self-development, love, food, water, sleep, and oxygen, and faith. So I think a lot of them are important to me. But then again, I want people to understand if it's so important to you, why not protect it? Uh, my spiritual self, James Curtis Sims say, and he also said, yes, the key is what is peace to you? And everybody has a different definition of peace. I know peace for me is solitude. Being able to just regulate my mental, regulate my spiritual, regulate everything about me and just be in a, in a place where I am just i'm okay and it's it, you know and, and that and it's so it's so hard sometimes to be at that being that you're running every day you're doing everything for your job you're doing this and you're doing different things um your kids driving you crazy there's a lot of things going on but i can tell people i love i don't know about anybody else i love to take baths that really draws me peace being in my water having the uh, eucalyptus in there the different things and the candles burning and things like that that gives me peace and serenity too as well so i involve myself in peaceful events that means those things are important to me so i want to maintain that peace do that peace leave sometimes Sometimes it does. But then again, how can I, at a particular time, in a particular place, maintain that peace? Is it going to be consistent? Yeah, sometimes it is consistent. But know that we still hit humps and bumps and hills over the roads. So make sure that you're able to maintain that peace and get that importance of that peace back whenever it's violated or it has put somebody has disrupted that peace. Um, Stephen Martin said, my financial peace, my loved ones, my body, and mine. James Curtis says, family, fishing, and being around water. It's okay to type it in the um, chat, people. We're not going to be scared to read it, okay? <laughs> so I just think I want people to understand that each day we should be self-developing. I know I like to self-develop each day. I, I usually write down some things that I want to accomplish throughout the day. And usually I do accomplish those things because those are part of my self-developing, making sure that I'm being in the present. Um, Stephen, Co um, Stephen Covey, was it Stephen Covey? Um, said that um, the be here now. Um, being in the present. How many of us like to be in the present? or always thinking about and rolling our minds with different things. But being here now has kept me so present and able to complete tasks on a daily basis and also being able to just relax 
your mind being here now and actually being in the present and my mind doesn't wander quite often. So we want to talk about those important things in life. And let's talk about life. What does life mean to you? Life should be an important thing as you live. So how do we continue life? And that's a question I want to ask for the stage. How do we continue life? And um, James Curtis also said fishing and being around water was one of the important things to them. Anybody else have any important things to them? And while we sit and wait and and look at it, we want to definitely go to the next thing is the importance of things in life are just important. And my thing is, I, I feel and I can only feel that those things are held value when I look at them. Um, those values are held highly in regards to things that I want to continue and maintain throughout my life cycle. Um, how, how do you look at, at it for you? Um, Geraldine says stronger faith and relationships. I Yes, stronger faith and relationships. How do you look at the importance in your life, Stephen? I know you mentioned it earlier, but I know some people are talking about stronger faith and relationships too as well. And the one thing that I want to definitely put in there is be in, have a relationship with yourself first. Have a relationship with God. Have a relationship with your higher calling, your higher being, um, and being able to put forth the effort of continuing that relationship with you and um, God and higher higher power, higher conscious, whatever that is for you. I want people to realize that that's important in building that relationship too as well. Stephen? Well, you had asked me a question before, but mm-hmm. you dove into a couple other points after the fact. So I, it, it just immediately made me think of uh, this interview I had seen where Matthew McConaughey, the actor, was being asked a variety of questions. And one of the questions he was asked was, who's your hero? And uh, it took him a little while to answer. And then he responded with, myself but myself in five years and the interviewer asked him what that meant and he says well every five years you know i set a goal i set an aspiration for myself to become a certain kind of man to be a certain kind of version of myself to be a certain kind of person and that person's my hero they're my hero because every day i wake up and i aspire to be just like my hero which is again myself but five years from now in the future And she goes, wow, that's great. You know, what happens, you know, when you get to the five-year point, if you don't become that version of yourself? And he goes, well, that's the thing of it. When working to become like my hero, my future self in five years, it's something that I actively know I'm doing. I'm aspiring for. I'm hoping to do on a day-to-day basis. And I've set a time frame for myself, five years. Now, if at the end of the five years, I haven't achieved it, it means I now have a fire under my butt reminding me that I had told myself five years and I would accomplish these things. Now, if I did accomplish this, I can now pat myself on the back and say, good job. But 
even then, I'd never really be my hero, even if I did what I planned five years before that. And she goes, well, what do you mean? What does that mean? Even if you did it, you didn't do it. And he goes, because that day is the day I have to make a new hero. And that new hero is who I imagine myself, who I envision myself, who I aspire myself to be like in five more years. I'm always going to be my own hero. And I'm always going to aspire to be a better version of myself. So full circle with that reminded me of and why that was brought to mind is because every day if you're going to ask the question how do i go about living life what do i have faith in what do i find inspiration and in? what do i aspire for who's my inspiration who do i call my hero at the very least it should be yourself and on a day-to-day -day basis you should hold yourself accountable to becoming that hero in five years or whatever time frame you set for yourself but the reality is, is time is of the essence. Some people die way too young and some people live very long, fruitful lives or some people not so fruitful lives. The reality is the sooner you get on it, the better, because there's no guarantee of tomorrow. So working to be your own hero every five years has been how I've gone about living on my day to day life. I know I have my limits, both mentally and physically and financially. I know I only have so much I can do on a day-to-day -day basis, but I know ultimately I've set myself a goal, an aspiration, a version of myself I want to be in five years. And if in five years I haven't accomplished that, that just means I need to work harder. And I'll know that because I set a time frame and I didn't accomplish my goal. But if I did it, it's going to be something I can pat myself on the back for about five, 15 minutes and then I got to readdress who the new hero is. And what else and what more I can do to be better? Because this doesn't stop. This isn't something you, you know, cap out at 65 and now you're done and you're retired from being a better person. That's not how that works. So all your life, you're going to be thinking this way. And it's a great way to think because ultimately, if you have no one else to aspire to be like, you don't have a God to pray to, you don't have a friend to lean on, you don't have a family member to call, you're alone and you feel that way. And the world doesn't help make it feel better. At the very least, you will always have yourself and who you will become. And that alone should inspire you to work harder and to do better because you know you're capable. And in five years, you're not going to be the same person that you are today. I love it, Stephen. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let you know. I mean, round of applause. <laughs> As I was thinking about it, I was thinking about a song, Lean On Me, and I was about to just bust out in it right quick. <laughs> I was like, lean on me. It's <laughs> an important song, too. You got to right. think about it. You got to do that kind of stuff. But at the very least, if you can't lean on somebody else, lean on yourself. Do it. And believe it or not, a lot of times we're, we're so hard on ourselves, we forget we can do that. Self-care isn't a word that wasn't invented within you know the late 2000s this is this is something to which that has been around for quite some time judah said it best he loves his baths i could name 50 of my friends off the top of my head and family who love taking baths because they're relaxing and they help them get away from the world and it brings them peace so again if it's not an example that works for you there's got to be something and there's plenty of things out there you can take advantage of 
And uh, that's what's so exciting about these conversations and these talks is that we tend to make a lot of the problems in our life impossibilities and things that we can't start with, and things we can't do anything about. But when you really think about it and we break it down to its simplest forms like we do on this show, it makes it all the more real that everything and anything that we want to accomplish, we can. You just got to start doing the work. And little by little, you'll start to get where you want to get going. And you might not see immediate progress, or maybe you do. But the benefit of it all is that you're working for something better. And that's all we're ever trying to do on this show is teach each other and teach ourselves more about ourselves so that we can actually accomplish that. Because it's a lot easier said than done. We all have social media. We've all read inspirational quotes in either the Bible, online, through uh, artists, through songs, through books, through poetry. We've heard all of the cliches in life. And yet many of us tend to ignore them. We don't really live by them because they've become so normalized, because we've heard them said so many times. I remember one expression my family used to love saying, if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. It's an old school expression because I've been hearing it for my whole life and the life before that. But all the same, do people really consider that? Especially now in the day of the internet where you can say something to somebody across the world and never be held accountable for it. So I try and think about it in its simplest form. Everything we do on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes can be very complicated or maybe we just make it a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. But more often times than not, we are our biggest obstacle. And it's up to us to do the little things and sometimes the big things too. But more often times enough, we don't give ourselves enough credit. and We don't think ourselves capable. And that's why I keep telling everybody on this show, I'm an average Joe. If anything you've learned about this show is that if I'm capable of being here with Judah, being a host and having these kinds of conversations, it means we can equally, all of us here, the listeners and the speakers, think this way for ourselves. And if you can think, so long as your brain works, you're already winning. There you go, Stephen. Put another song in my head. We are the world. <laughs> <laughs> we are God's children. So, yes, yes. I want to definitely go to a small commercial break. As we go in here, go ahead and drop some of your important things in life. At least drop three in here. I know some people have, but let's drop three. And we're going to go to a small commercial break and have some little small commercials, okay?
Coming up on Sunday, we have Sunday Jewels on the Rise, which is every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you know the topic that Stephen and I will be doing on next week is, are you damaged goods? Are you damaged goods? I know we're talking about importance, but some of us need to realize that we got some stuff in us that we probably need to release. So we're talking about importance. So we want you to find the important, but then again, we want you to find the damage too as well. So tomorrow, next week um, on Tuesday, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and also 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be on here. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe because we will be back. Going back to what are your importance in life? And I hope people have dropped some things in the chat. Taking walks. I like that. Um, Jolene said eating healthy and exercising. Exercising is important. I tell people, please exercise every day. Well, at least pick out the days you want to exercise. But if you just do something for five to 10 minutes, that can add up to so many things if you do it every day. Five to 10 minutes. I say 15. So I know what I usually do, you know, I go and get tea and things like that. So I have to walk and get it. I make sure that I walk and go get the tea so I can have my walk in. So do something like that. And I know everybody doesn't stay in the metropolitan area and things like that. But even when I go to rural areas too as well, I actually walk. I just like nature. And one thing is, I, I think nature is so beautiful. You have the birds singing, you have the trees waving, you have the ants having parades and things like that. And I, I love it. And I see it and I see the, you know, different bugs doing their thing and the grasshoppers doing their thing, the frogs, um, what they say, and ribbit and different things like that. And those sounds are calming to me. I don't know how does that feel for anybody else, but those are important things in my life too, as well as just watching nature as it matures and as it continues to be unwavering to whatever um, the liberty that it has, and that's nature. What about you, Stephen? Uh, I'm literally, uh, as you're saying that, petting my dog uh, right by my patio and looking at boats on the water. My life has not always been that great. Growing up, we did not have a lot of money. We did not grow in great environments. We weren't able to have nice things for the most part. And whenever I would have playdates with friends or family or anyone really, almost everybody had a bigger living space or nicer things than I did. And uh, a big part of what I knew earlier on in my life around 1920 is that I wasn't happy living where I was living in Maryland. So I prospected the country in a couple different places and I moved out to California eventually. And after a couple of years of not living so great and trying to get my footing out here, I got myself together and uh, got myself a beach apartment. And now every day, twice a day at minimum, I go walk my dog and you can smell the ocean air. There's seagulls. You can hear seals sometimes at night. You know, it's the weather's almost always gorgeous. Sunset's gorgeous. It's almost sunset right now. 
And that's a level of peace I can't say I can find just anywhere else in the country. I had to bring myself specifically to California, specifically to the coast of California, to be at the point where I could look outside my patio and not have to open a door and still be able to see the boats and the ocean and the beautiful view and the palm trees. And for me, I always tell my 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 stepfather, who's like my real father and my mom, you know, thank you guys so much for everything you've done to give me opportunity, to give me education, to give me a better version of myself so that I could make this possible for myself. Because at this rate, if this is as good as it gets for me, this studio apartment on the beach, my dog, my little you know collection of physical things that I appreciate, the friendships and love and relationships I've developed with family and friends over the, the last you know 29 years of my life, if this is as good as life gets and I leave this world tomorrow, just know that not only as parents, but as people, that you did an amazing job giving me a good life to, so I could have this great life that I have now. And not only that, you know, if this is, is it, if this is it for me and this is as good as I do, I am at peace. I am happy. I am proud of not only myself, but of what it took and who helped me along the way to get there. And they tell me all the time the same thing. And something that really is one of the only things that matters to me. We're proud of you. We're happy for you. We're happy to see you doing what matters most to you. That's all we want for you is to, for you to be happy and at peace. That's a blessing to have a mother and a father figure who not only care about your well-being, who are at good standings with you and have a relationship with you, but that's something they want for you. Happiness and peace. The two things that we are striving so hard on this show to find for all of us at a consistency. And for me, something as simple as moving my life across the country, it wasn't so simple at first. But looking back now, almost seven, eight years later, the idea, the concept, it was so simple. Just leave. Leave somewhere that wasn't benefiting my overall well-being. Go somewhere else that might do so better. It was something so simple, but at that time, something so big that made the difference. And it took work, it took blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of tears, I'll tell you that. But ultimately, now I can look back at my life seven years later and say, am I the hero that I was hoping to be? Did I accomplish what I promised myself? Did I become who I was aspiring to be? And the answer is yes. Yes, I did. I fell short on a few things that I was hoping for, but just like anybody else, I was hoping to be a millionaire retired by now. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is that peace can be anything for anyone, but you have to put in some of the work yourself. And if you have a support system, that's great. That's a blessing. Count that. Remember you have that because every day I wake up, I remember that there's people on my side that I'm lucky lucky to have and even if there's days where you feel like you got nobody that's why i made the point earlier lean on yourself learn to believe in yourself 
to have the confidence to know that when you need yourself to be there for yourself and no one else can be, not the way you need, that you are capable, you are able to do the work yourself. And it might take some time. And yes, some blood, sweat, and a lot of tears, like I said. But I promise you, from personal experience, the best things in life that have ever happened to me, the most peace I've ever come to find and happiness on after, have been from the risks I've taken, the blood, sweat, and tears that had to come first in order to bring myself to that peace. And like Judah said, he loves the outdoors. He loves nature. I feel like if Judah were to come visit me today, he'd have a wonderful day out here today. It's gorgeous. I'll be there in just a minute. You know what I mean? But all the same, it could mean different things for different people. I've spent years trying to convince my mother to find her peace and find her happiness here with me in California. I bribed her with beach lifestyle. I'll cook for her all the time. You even get to live next to your first son. You know, I tried so hard. But for her, as much as she loves her first child, as much as she loves good beach weather and good food, her peace is in a cabin, preferably a log cabin, maybe a lake house or somewhere up in the mountains where it snows. My mother's a different kind of character. She has envisioned a different kind of peace, a different kind of happiness for the last years of her life. And my mom is in no means an old person by age or by personality. But all the same, she's preparing herself just like I am for the better version of herself, the future of happiness and peace that she knows only she can have and do for herself. Now, mind you, I've tried convincing her. I've tried being an influence. I've tried making her happiness and her peace intertwined with my own. But it just goes to show that even someone as close to me as my own mother can't be manipulated by the idealisms of someone else so long as you are strong-willed enough and you believe in yourself enough to know that only you can know what truly brings you peace and happiness. So I'll, I'll end with that. that. That makes me think of a lot of other things. I know, and you know, I'm about to break out into another song. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's be grateful. And I think that's one word that you use, not you use the word, but this is what I'm hearing is be grateful. Just for the little things that you do. Celebrate the small wins. And like Steven said, I, I love to go on a beach when I was in um, in the military and go and see the Grunion run and, and, and when I'm on the moonlight and things like that and see the waves just crashing. And you're just imagining how powerful or how that looked and just to see yourself in that vision. Because, you know, sometimes we can be wavy. Sometimes we can be calm like the sea. Sometimes we can be a lot of things. But understand what that means, how nature is enacting, sometimes just like you. Isn't that powerful? Just like when, when storms hit in the, in the, in the, in the um, lake and rivers and the oceans and the waves pow and wow, sometimes our life is upside down like that. But then again, when it becomes calm, that means no more rage. That, 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 that lake or that river is at peace. 
So we have to understand, yeah, we're going to hit up some, a couple of rocks and some land and some different things and stuff like that. Sometimes you're going to be on sinking sand, but you got to stand on the rock and making sure that you have the right mind and start off with yourself. Stop competing or being in competition with people. If you are competing against yourself, guess what? Be just, do just that. Be the best version of you. And I like the analogy that Stephen gave um, Matthew, um, the home alone child. As I, I want to be, be the better me five years later. Because I know it gets better. Nobody wants it to get worse. We want it to get better. Like I said, good. Or gooder, like my grandmother used to say. So we're going to go in and I want to show you We've been doing it before and we kind of got off the theme of it, but how to practice mindfulness. Now, what I'm going to do is put on some light, light, light music and I'm going to read a couple of things. I want you to do the things that I say do. So this is the opportunity for you to relax and actually get into a mind frame of doing this because sometimes in those heated, raging moments, these tactics can calm you down. Okay? About to start. Take a seat. Find a place to sit that feels calm and quiet to you. Set a time limit. If you're just beginning this, it can help to choose a short time, such as five or 10 minutes. Notice your body. You can sit or kneel however is comfortable for you. Just make sure you are stable and in a position you can stay in for a while. Feel your breath. Follow the sensations of your breath as it goes out and as it goes in. Notice when your mind has wandered. When you get around to noticing this, in a few seconds, a minute, five minutes, simply return your attention to the breath. Be kind to your wandering mind. Don't judge yourself or obsess over the content of the thoughts you find yourself lost in. 
always just come back and return your attention to the breath. Once you breathe in, you can hold that for four seconds. And breathe out through your mouth. Breathe in. And breathe out through your mouth. Notice the breath that is coming in through your nostrils. And the breath that you're exhaling as you breathe out your mouth. Breathe in. Breathe out through your mouth. Breathe in. And breathe out through your mouth. As we continue this exercise, continue to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth through a rhythmic pattern. Rhythmic pattern. Right. How did that feel? How did that feel as we did a little practice of the mindfulness exercise? Let's go ahead and drop those comments in the chat box. How to practice mindfulness. How did that feel for you guys? Because that's something that I want to make sure that we keep structured in um, when we do these shows, because that's important um, that we practice the mindfulness and put into a play of relaxing ourselves, because sometimes we can get um, very upset throughout the day, very upset about something someone told us, very upset about some bad, bad or good news. Um, so being able to set yourself and just sit for five to 10 minutes and realize that is it as bad as you thought it was? Or are we going to continue to think that it's bad? And the more we harp on the badness and the negative part of it, it's going to build up into something else, which is anger. And we don't want that. We want peace, right? We want to continue to have peace. So as we leave here today, do we have any words of wisdom? Um, if you like us, um, subscribe and share. We will be here every Tuesday up until March 29th. Then season six rolls around a little bit after in April. Um, I want to definitely thank everyone for joining tonight because that is important. If It wouldn't be no us if it wasn't any of you. And we did reach 100 um, 
followers too as well so congratulations on that let me give some hand claps for that because we did reach a hundred a hundred listeners on the live stream so that means a hundred people came through and actually listened on the live stream so we're thankful for you guys too as well go ahead Stephen, with your words of wisdom no i mean i i said a lot of what i wanted to say today and we had a great show and we have a couple more to go with this season and an exciting upcoming season after that. So just stay tuned for the next show next Tuesday, guys. And if you miss the shows live, there's a way on Judah's website to be able to listen in the prior shows and catch up on every show that we've had for this season. So thank you again, guys, for tuning in, especially to hit 100 viewers today. That's great. And uh, enjoy the rest of your evenings, your mornings, rest of your days. And let's get on with uh, tomorrow and doing the same thing that we talked about today with the same mindset, same energy, and uh, hope to be even better tomorrow. Thank you, Stephen. And also, if this show is important to you, go ahead and tell somebody about it. Tell several people. How about we tell 10 people by next week and let them be on here next week too as we talk about Are You Damaged Goods? So we want to see you all back here on next week, but don't forget, Sunday, we have Sunday Jewels on the Rise at 5 p.m. Eastern Central Standard Time and um, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that will be on Instagram Live. You can go to Jules Mentoring LLC to actually view it, or you can go to The Rise Creating Your Voice at Instagram. So we are looking forward to seeing each and every one of you. We're going to continue going throughout the, this, this moment and this time to always remember what's important. And just remember, you do have homework. So we will ask you on next next um, to, next Tuesday, did you do your homework? Start writing down those important things in your life. And the one thing is in writing those important things down in your life, you need to write a second column too as well and start if you have not achieved the value in that important thing and you feel like you're doing some bad or wrong things in that important thing, write those things on the side so you can practice eliminating them so that important thing can get more important. Isn't that fun? Yes. So as we say, as we leave here, tell a friend, tell a foe, tell your spouse, heck, tell everyone. We'll see you on the next podcast and have a good night.
Good night, everyone, and have a blessed night.